0: Welcome, everyone. You know, as a podcaster, words are our most important tool, their most valuable asset, and they have the potential to create some of the most beautiful things in the world. And they also have the power to destroy. So words are very powerful. In fact, there is a magic word that maybe some of you've heard, abracadabra, which Loosely translates to, it is created as it is spoken. And today I have brought on a true master of language and just a wonderful human being who can 10x your business, who can help you understand why your launches aren't working out if something went wrong. Chelsea Wallace is the launch copy coach. She's a launch strategist and copywriter who has helped hundreds of online brands execute multi-five and six-figure marketing campaigns, grossing up to 1500000 bucks in revenue. She supports online coaches, course creators, consultants, and service providers in unlearning ways of launching that have created pressure, burnout, and reinforced cycles of fear and striving. She helps them shift their personal launch patterns into creating ways of launching for themselves so that they create their most lush, fulfilling, and profitable dream launch. I'm really, really looking forward to getting into this conversation. So please stick around. We'll be right back. Don't compare journeys. Your journey is your specific journey and you will be guided to the best way to get you where you go. I believe that right now is a great opportunity to leverage the power of voice.
1: David Copperfield is a billionaire, not a millionaire. He's a billionaire.
0: And how did he become this? He tapped into something profound, which is the art of storytelling. Be on air, powered by Podcast Farm. Chelsea, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to dive into this. I've been following your space for a while. And thank you for making time and welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much, friend. It's a great, great privilege to be here. I'm
0: looking forward to this. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna get into a lot of stuff. So you are the launch copy coach. You help people have extraordinary launches and and especially folks who have had not extraordinary launches who've been tripped right. up. So could you could you tell us a little bit about like what goes wrong in a launch?
2: I mean, <laughs> what doesn't go wrong in a launch? <laughs> There's so many things that can go wrong, but you'll often hear me talk about like cultivating hot demand is something that we end up not doing, which is basically a condition of your launch community, like your people around you. So your Instagram, email list, Facebook, social media, everywhere, they're actively looking to you for a solution. If you don't have people actively looking to you for a solution, you're launching to nobody. And that's one of the big reasons why we get crickets. So, I mean, I talk a lot about hot demand. I talk about, um, like knowing your revenue urgency when you launch, because let's be real. We launch so we can make money. And a lot of times we launch with like revenue urgency up here. So if we didn't have money in our businesses yesterday and this launch falls apart, everything falls apart. And that causes a whole lot of Pressure and it, it makes a high stakes situation even more high stakes. And that can create desperation, which kind of spirals into a whole thing. There are five things that I really like to talk about when it comes to key things you need to kind of check off to ensure that your launch goes well. But two of those things are hot demand, revenue urgency. You'll also see me talk about with your personal energy Bridging what I like to call the transformation gap and uh, really just paying attention to your strategy with your launching and your plan. Because oftentimes you can launch and have it just be like, hey, new thing. And then like (laughs) the launch. (laughs) And that doesn't quite work out well if you've ever launched that way before. When I first started, that's what I thought people did. So, you know, and it's really easy to kind of not know what you don't know. And so those five key things are crucial in making or breaking your launch. So I talk about those a lot in terms of things that could go wrong.
0: <laughs> and so you have you have a podcast, you have a, a an Instagram that is just so full of amazing value. You do live streams. I highly encourage everyone to head over to the Launch Copy Coach on Instagram uh, because you share so much value on there. Uh, how did you start working with people launching?
2: Well, I was kind of telling you this like a couple minutes ago. I mean, I started as a copywriter. And the thing is, I when I first started in the online space, like what, five, six years ago, I was bad at copy, like bad. My degree is in biology. Mm. Chelsea's used to scientific, dry, like writing. Chelsea's not used to copy, right? And so I walked into this, like, completely naive, had to learn copy. And thankfully I had a really, really great teacher. Her name is Tepsi. She is from South America, South Africa, but lived in the U.S. and then went back to South Africa. Like, and so it was really cool because she looked like me. She was international like me, in case y'all don't know why, I'm Jamaican. Born, raised in Jamaica. I currently work in Jamaica. I, I'm. This is who I am. So it was. In, it was amazing to learn from someone who was an international as well, who was a black woman, and who was doing such amazing things in her field. And so mm-hmm. I learned, copy from her, kind of revamped my writing style away from the dry biology scientific mm-hmm. <laughs> language that I was used to, and was able to from there write like email copy, sales pages, landing pages, webinar copy. And I just realized that so many of my clients that I was writing for didn't have a proper launch strategy. And they were launching and they paid like thousands of dollars for this copy. Mm-hmm. But then they would launch and not have the strategy to support the copy. And so I started kind of getting into launch strategy and kind of learned everything that I know from that same woman that I mentioned just now. And so she taught me everything I know. And then (laughs) I kind of just like did the work, grew, did the research, looked at case studies and kind of also supported my own clients into greater and greater results. So that's kind of how my whole journey happened.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, First of all, that you're in Jamaica, uh, I'm curious, what's the weather like outside?
2: Listen, I should be wearing spaghetti straps right now. (laughs) It is getting hot <laughs> okay this is getting hot are <laughs>
0: yeah. you near are you near the ocean
2: i am not quite near the ocean no and and quite frankly we're recording this still during pandemic time mm-hmm. so we're kind of on lockdown right now a little bit. Like all the beaches and stuff are closed, the public ones. But I mean, it's like an hour away. It's not that far for us. So
0: Right. Yeah. So you can yeah. get there. So you have direct experience with the power of words and the impact that they can have on generating massive amounts of income. Yeah. So I'm not going to get this question perfectly. Maybe you can help me ask it. When we're starting out in business, when we're starting out launching you know, earning $500 is like a huge freak out. It's so good, right? What misconception did you have about what it took to earn more that you already kind of had when you weren't earning more? You know, does that make sense what I'm asking? Like what didn't need to change that you thought needed to change?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that each of us has a specific kind of either passion or genius or expertise And because we're so used to it, we undervalue it. I am really good at doing that. (laughs) My friends and even even my parents and like uh, so many people I know always look at me and say, Chelsea, you don't know how brilliant you are. And I think that's an entrepreneurial problem, quite frankly. Like when we all get into business, we all, we know it's good, but we don't realize how good, you know? And so I think that, We often feel the need to like boost ourselves up or or get some kind of credentials or, you know, like do this course or get this coach or something. And sometimes, yes, we do need those extra resources, but the core genius that you carry and the core brilliance that is yourself does not need to change. And it just needs to be clearly communicated, is all Mm. it is. It needs to be communicated in a very targeted way, in a way that paints pictures with your words, because that's also what copy is really, really brilliant at doing. If your copy does not paint a picture, you're not writing good copy friends. All right. Mm -hmm. It needs to really create an image in someone's mind. And so your expertise doesn't need to be changed. It doesn't need to be qualified or, or anything like that. It just needs to be clearly communicated. I think Mm -hmm. that's probably the one thing that I thought needed to change that I didn't actually need to change.
0: Wow. So I really love that. I was speaking with CJ Reynolds. He is a YouTube influencer. He has a channel called The Real Rap with Reynolds. And he told me about this quote that he doesn't remember who told it to him, but uh, one person's ordinary is another person's extraordinary. And that really stuck with me so much because when we're talking about imposter syndrome, I think it might be the antidote to imposter syndrome is to remember this mantra that one person's ordinary is another's extraordinary. Because what, what you do every day, what I do every day, is what i do i'm not i'm not surprised by it but someone else who has no context and no experience with that can can be flabbergasted by it and so that's really what i'm hearing from you is that if you can if you can find your uniqueness and the things that that do make you extraordinary not to yourself but to other people and not because your value is dependent on them but because you're trying to link your your service with their need
2: mm-hmm. and i think you, you really brought up that I, I love that quote because it really is true like to give you a very practical example I will often do a live and just no, like I'm like I said nothing about you that was that was pure <laughs> 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 and then somebody will DM me or someone will comment on it and be like oh my gosh this was so amazing it shifted my thinking it did this it did that and I was like oh really? Okay, great.
0: (laughs) I meant to do that.
2: (laughs) Right? (laughs) And so to me, it didn't feel like anything. I've done that with multiple podcast episodes. I'm like, okay, you know, I want to talk about this. And then I start speaking and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm saying anything right now, but it's done. And I edit it and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to push it out. And I've learned now that even when I feel like what I did wasn't as good as I thought it was I've learned to publish it anyway because chances are it's much better than I think and there's still a lot there that people can grab onto and resonate with yeah. so absolutely like and if, if you don't mind me saying I think one of the biggest ways that we find out what or extraordinary is is to st- start sharing mm. is to start speaking start getting on live start posting start getting in front of people so you can see what their response is because I And this is kind of also why I talk a lot about hot demand and establishing hot demand, because your people are the ones who tell you what they need from you. And the, your people are the ones who tell you what they resonate with, what your extraordinary is to them. You're not gonna know unless you, until they start telling you. And so you have to get in front of them and start sharing So that they can then respond and let you know what it is that they really
0: resonate with. So this is, this is so important. This is validation, not, not of our worth again, but this is organic validation. So people think, Oh, let me just put in a couple grand to ads and that'll work. But if you're not able to get any traction off an organic post in a Facebook group or on your wall or on a live, then that, just boosting that is not going to move the needle. You have to have real human organic validation first to to know that it's resonating, but it's not that hard to get. And I think that would be my biggest misconception is I was, I think I was approaching it wrong. I don't know what it was exactly that I was doing. I think it really does have to do with connecting with your purpose and connecting with what inspires you, because then you can speak authentically to it and that will connect with someone. Right. But, but as soon as I hit a post, and I think I remember what it was. It was like, do you know what holds most podcasts or do you know what keeps most podcasts from reaching episode 20? It's fear. Mm-hmm. It's fear of being seen, of being heard, of doing something wrong. And I got like 80 comments in a Facebook group. And and then I was like, OK, let's yeah. let's boost it. Oh. And then, you, yeah. And then I oh, remind me like, 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 like,
2: oh, whoa, people <laughs> respond to this messaging, to yeah. this topic. And, and now you have information now you can dive deep on not to say that like that's the only thing you're ever going to talk about Mm -hmm. but talking about that will keep you in front of them so they can give you more ideas about what to talk about that's how it works so i i love that example absolutely that's exactly how it works p.s can i just say one thing about facebook ads do you mind Yeah.
0: oh please don't say as many things as you want
2: (laughs) facebook ads only amplify what's already going on if you've got crickets then you will continue to get crickets on your Facebook ads. You would have just paid $2,000 to find out that you're full of crickets. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, if you're ready to spend that money, fine, go ahead. But just like, and actually a launch does this too. A launch Facebook ads, most of these marketing strategies amplify what you already have going on. Mm -hmm. So if your foundation isn't solid, if you don't have that validation that we're talking about, then you're not going to get the results when you try to amplify, when you try to scale, when you try to put dollars behind it or run a launch or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And so, you know, people are launching all sorts of things. People launch courses, people launch, you know, their book is launching, their podcast is launching, their mastermind is launching. So in particular, I am sort of a devotee of podcasting. I don't feel ashamed to say that. I really believe in this format and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about launching podcasts. And I want to preface it by saying that the sort of recognized strategy when it comes to to podcasting is it would be great if we could get into new and noteworthy. It's really important that in the first month there's like as much energy as possible around it and that, you know, launch with three episodes launch, you know, launch with a couple out already so that there's multiple episodes for people to have and then have launch with a lot in your back pocket, like eight in your back pocket. So with that is like my understanding of, of a basic kind of set you up for some fundamental success. What would you add to that? What would you take away? What would you change? What would you say for podcasters who are starting and want to have as much impact as possible when they launch?
2: I would say make it fun. (laughs) This is like one of the few times in launching where you're not necessarily selling anything at the front end or even at the back end or whatever you're selling. It might just be something like a call or an offer that's less than a 100 bucks, right? You might be getting them into a lower tier offer to sell them into something higher tier. You might be getting them on a call to sell them into a transformation that is at a higher investment. But the podcast is really for the sake of the podcast. So I think this is one of the few times where you don't have the pressure of revenue. Mm -hmm. And so you can really, really make it fun. You can really like throw a podcast launch party. You can invite people to like watch you record your podcast episodes live. You can release your bloopers. Like the thing with this kind of launch is buzz. You want conversations happening around your podcast before you launch it. And I mean, every launch really runs on buzz. Mm -hmm, (laughs) If mm -hmm. you have great buzz, you you typically will have a lot of kind of action and movement and flow in your launch, people moving from one stage to the next.
0: What does and- buzz manifest as real quick? What, what, How does someone say, oh, I have buzz?
2: <laughs> buzz manifests as engagements, comments, shares, people, random people joining you who you can't pinpoint where they came from, right? Like you just see somebody show up and start sharing your your podcast and their stories um, maybe you, sneak, you took a sneak peek of your graphic and shared it, right? Your main podcast art and somebody that you have no clue who they came from, they're tagging you in their stories and sharing that, right? That's mm-hmm. a heads up that, hey, I've reached people and this is spreading. The conversation is happening. And I mean, even just like comments, shares, DMs, questions, you can welcome, you can have people like suggest topics. This is an opportunity to really, really get a community galvanized around the podcast and really, really get buy-in and and get a community that will speak up about it and share their opinions on it. Because it's really easy to launch a podcast to crickets. And mm-hmm. I mean, depending on whether where you're going with your podcast, that might be fine. Because personally, I didn't have such a great podcast launch. But I was okay with that because I knew that this was more of a a long game strategy for me and a supplemental resource. Mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily trying to do a whole lot with my podcast. I, I had things to say and I was like, you know, I've been meaning to do this for a while. Let me just go on it. So, I mean, depending on where you're at and what your goals are, right? But I think that for a launch, especially with a podcast, you have so much opportunity for engagement that take advantage of it. Have fun. Have all the fun in the world. (laughs) That's my advice for a podcast launch.
0: (laughs) That's wisdom right there. That is such that is so cool to hear because it's like I definitely haven't ever seen that in any proven method to launch a podcast. And you know, like it's not it's not in my personal program either. Uh, so I, re- I really love that a uh, sort of underlying foundational piece is there isn't as much pressure as we put on it. And I also appreciate what you're saying about your podcast, which by the way, if you're on YouTube and watching this or whatever platform that's visual, this is launching and learning with Chelsea Wallace. It's a great podcast. Highly recommend that you go subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. Every time you leave a podcast or a review, you literally brighten their day. Did you know that? It's easy. Yeah. It's an easy way to do it. I often say like, I'm, I'm just now coming up on a thousand downloads mm-hmm. and it's a uh, three months old yeah. and it's not a big number. It's not even for three months, it's not a big number. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, that wasn't my goal with it either. I've been able to make over 10 grand from it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I really love to share that with people that it's like, If you get so pigeonholed into like, I need a huge audience and sponsors and ads, then you miss out on this, uh, first of all, equal value exchange. Like, for instance, I get to have this conversation with this master copywriter launch coach, coach Chelsea right now, and she's very graciously being here and sharing her time. And I, so is that monetizing my, po- am I monetizing my podcast right now? I think so because you're able to help people make millions of dollars off their lunch. So, so I just think there's a, sh- a fundamental shift in mindset around value and monetization and, 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 and why we're doing something. And it sounds like your, your show is this sort of nutritional long-term uh, content for people to come and, and, and take. And it's, it wasn't, it wasn't that it had all this pressure on it to make you a, a lot of money right away.
2: No, it really didn't. And honestly, I, I, I feel that so very often when we put pressure on anything to make money right away, mm. it, it makes whatever that thing is kind of collapse onto itself and then tighten up. And it makes it really hard for that thing to make any money. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you'll hear me say things like know the revenue urgency when you're going into your launch, because even if your revenue urgency is high, you can do some money mindset work and you can do some like work around the way you think about and relate to money such that even if the launch doesn't go the way you want it to, it works, right? Like you you know you're taken care of, you know you're okay, and you're not putting so much pressure on the thing. To make money because here's the thing, too, that I think we fail to recognize every step is still a step,
1: hmm.
2: right? Like, just because I'm not at 6k right now, it doesn't mean I'm not taking steps towards 6k right now, right? Just because my podcast didn't reach, I don't know, 10,000 views in the first three months, doesn't mean that it won't ever, right? right. The- Up toward the process, I mean, towards the destination are still as valid as the destination. And what we're doing is building capacity so that when we get there, we can actually sustain the result and we don't burn out from trying to create this thing so quickly. So I think that you'll hear me talk about launches and having fun and launches being lush and fulfilling and not depleting. But I think... A podcast is a brilliant opportunity to have as much fun as you want because literally, you're just your whole goal is your community. That yeah. your whole goal with your podcast is your community. It's the people who will listen, who will engage, who will tell you what they want to hear about, and you can like be there and serve them. And it's such an intimate experience, too, that I think the more fun we can make it is the more involved people
0: can be in that whole process with us. Yeah, wow, I love it. There's so many coaches too that I work with that are launching things and in your experience has it, is it like is it hard for people to accustom to like accustom themselves to so much traffic and so much engagement and financial abundance or yeah, I'm cu- I'm just curious your experience with your clients when they reach certain financial goals, like what happens to them?
2: Yeah. I mean, so it can look like one of two things. I mean, I've had clients who've told me in the past that they've achieved that and then lost everything, usually because they didn't have some kind of something in place. Like there was something that they were missing that made it so that everything just kind of slipped away. It's usually like some kind of business issue, or maybe they didn't have the backend systems set up. So it's almost like, like you go viral one day and then all of a sudden, like, you're not, you're no longer relevant anymore, yeah. right? Or like, as soon as they reached that level, that financial revenue, there, something came up that they had to suddenly spend all the money. So like the car broke down and you had to like buy a whole new car, right. you know? Something came up that kind of caused what has just come in to immediately get out the door. Um, so that could happen. But I've also seen the flip side of that. I mean, people who have achieved that level of success and have been working toward it for a while. And so they have the capacity to like maintain it and to use that that those finances in a way that move them forward. They know exactly where the money is going and they're investing it Wisely, also, P.S. Taxes, friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, have you thought about the fact that hundred k money comes with hundred k taxes? Oh, like, very
0: good point. In mind, <laughs> very good point.
2: <laughs> like having things like tax planning, bookkeeping, all that jazz in place means that. All that money is secured and you don't just lose it as soon as it
0: comes in the door. I'm hearing business infrastructure is, is super key to accept. it's like a current of energy, right? The money coming in. And if you don't have the system in place, it could blow out the business.
2: I think it's, it's, it's business infrastructure. And it's also personal infrastructure too. Mm-hmm. like infrastructure in your personal finances, infrastructure in your personal like growth and mindset that will sustain you having that and receiving more. Because I mean, let's be real, when we get 100K, our next goal is 200K and then 500K and then a million dollars, right? So it's not, it, it, it is, yes, business systems for sure that can sustain that. Because if you, if you don't have the systems to scale, it'll be a nightmare. And then also the personal systems in your finances and in your like, mindset in order to sustain your own growth so that when that comes, you are able to handle that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That it makes so much sense and it reminds me I was speaking with another person about this the the sort of idea that a lot of financial planning has to be behavioral. It's so much about our behavior with money, right? And so if if we don't look at that piece, we just it's not just the bank account and the accounting software and the launch, it's the how do I spend money and how do I save money and how do I contribute money? And so so okay, this is going into so many great directions. I'm I want to <laughs> Yeah, you can't see <laughs> listeners, but we're we're making funny <laughs> hands. <laughs> we're having a blast over here on YouTube. If you if you're not watching this on YouTube, you should come come join us. Uh, we're about 28 minutes in, but that number will be all different. So you know, come you know, coming back down into into the grounded land of what you're working on. You have some really wonderful ways that people can work with you. So the first thing I wanted to ask you about is how you help people flip the script on their launch. And you have this masterclass. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, I kind of started talking about the five things that I talk about in the masterclass already. (laughs) And it's a two hour masterclass, it's chock full of gems, friends. Like I spent, that's probably, I don't regularly launch webinars and masterclasses. And this one was the first one that I've done in a while. And I put so much work into this because I wanted you to really, really understand where the issue could be, where it might be coming from. Because like, knowing why this is happening is really crucial. Because the fact of the matter is like, the ways that we think about launching are not necessarily our fault. Like We've been taught certain ways to think about launching. Mm-hmm. And it has led us to act in certain ways. And so really kind of tackling like where that's coming from, how it actually shows up in your launch, because there are different launch conditions, right? Like you might launch and have a ton of engagement and then very few sales, like really lethargic, slow, Mm -hmm. payment plan kind of sales, right? Like what's happening there? People are telling you, you had a great webinar, but nobody's buying, right? There's there's something that's kind of doing this instead of doing this. So Mm -hmm. how do we... I'm sorry, I didn't right clearly explain that. If you're not on YouTube, you have no idea what I just said.
0: <laughs> she interlaced her fingers.
2: <laughs> Basically, there's something misaligned, right? And so what's happening there, right? How do you know which of the five factors that your launch is suffering from? And what do you do about it? We tackle all of those things in this masterclass so that you can have Basically a blueprint to analyze your launch, your past launches, or to plan for your future launches. Because, I mean, one of the first things I talk about is hot demand. If you don't have hot demand, it doesn't make sense you launch. Or if you're going to launch, just know that you're not going to get the results you want, right? So, I mean, there's certain things that you can get away with, certain things that you can't. And it's good to know how they show up in your launch so you can plan either to account for them, Or you can analyze a past launch and figure out what should change. Mm. And so the masterclass kind of lays the groundwork for launches and for the way that I look at launches. It's only 10 bucks. It's two hours of value. And I highly, highly recommend that you check it out. If you follow me on Instagram, um, the link is in my bio. So you can get that really easily.
0: Again, audience, my dear audience, Chelsea has helped hundreds of online brands like launch million dollar launches. So to spend $10 to get her wisdom and gems is it's like, do you want a mil? Do you like 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks? You can
2: come up for this.
0: You want this, you want this. Okay. So that's, that is a really amazing way. But what if people want to, you know, there's value in watching video and content that's out, but I think, the, the mindset piece and the loneliness piece and the fear piece, like I was touching on earlier is, is a big factor. So if people need a little bit more attention or, or support, like, do you have another, anything else that you offer uh, yes. where they can kind of get some more uh, hands on one-on-one?
2: Absolutely. So I have an offer where you can literally plan your launch with me over the course of a month. And it, Literally, this is me by your side every step of the way. I teach you my signature method to launch and we actually plan the launch together. Um, You can ask me any questions. I coach you on anything that comes up. You have me for like two whole days and then two additional accountability calls. Of course, you can like DM me, email me, I'm available. So basically, you have a launch strategist on call. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to plan your entire launch, and it's I'm right now. It's at five hundred dollars. So now's the time to get in. I know. I didn't. I didn't.
0: I'm, I'm book. I'm booking one with you. Right? That's for sure.
2: <laughs> Listen, it, the reason why I did this is because I truly love helping people launch. And if you're working with me one-on-one, that's five k for twelve oh. weeks, right? So. I know everybody can't fork out 5K, so I created a group opportunity where you can get similar things to what my clients get, but in a truncated period of time where you can really just set aside the time to get to work and get it done. I'm not teaching you. The things that I'm teaching you is not like concepts. This is not like a course where you sit down and you learn the ideas Mm. and the different strategies. I'm not doing that. We're working. Like literally, I teach you how to work, what to work, and we work like we get it done. I'm so excited. And and you mentioned, too, um, around really the loneliness and the overwhelm that can come with launching. My signature method of launching is called the Synergy Launch Method, and it tackles all of that because we want to make sure that the launch that you're executing is aligned with how you show up in day-to-day life. And so often we see experts execute amazing amazing launches and make tons of money. And we're like, oh, that must be the strategy that I need to use, right? So yeah. we take it up, we plug it into our business. We're overwhelmed up to here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I hate launching and somebody please get me out. And some of us even abandon our launches halfway. Like I've done that before and I've had clients who told me they've done that before. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is there's a misalignment between how we show up and the energy we carry versus the strategy and the messaging that we're using. Mm-hmm. And we make sure that those two things are aligned, which is why I talk a lot about having a lush and fulfilling and profitable dream launch because this is really... About a launch that you love, a launch that you can walk away feeling full from, not depleted. So the launch clinic is also available for you,
0: <laughs> and it's a that's an incredible opportunity as well, which I'll definitely be taking you up on. And um, I'm random tangent, but like, do you have any other words besides launch that you like to use for launch? I'm curious.
2: Marketing campaign, I guess, <laughs> for the more corporate marketer type ones of us. Yeah who have no idea what a launch is, right? And also you can launch a bunch of different things online. And so I know sometimes like people talk about launches and they talk about launching your business, launching a website, launching a freebie, launching a podcast. And those are launches, yes, because they are marketing campaigns. But when I talk about launching, you'll often hear me talk about launching within the context of some kind of paid offer or program. So coaching, a course, something along those lines.
0: And that, that's perfect because a lot of my audience are, are coaches and knowledge workers and, and they're building their programs and they're trying to get it out. So I'm really happy to connect them with you and to just, you know, I've been watching your space for since at least a year at least a year since lock I think I talked to you right when lockdown happened on the phone right. or something
2: That's when connected for sure
0: yeah and so um it's just been awesome to see what you've been doing and uh, all the launches you've been uh, you know and so i was thinking about other words for launches i kind of got the idea of like uh, birthing it's very like you want to you want to give birth to your oh to your God. idea
2: <laughs> can i just say how much launching is like giving birth <laughs> <laughs> and i'm so full disclosure audience. I've never given birth before. I don't have kids. So I'm also saying this to ignorance, (laughs) but it's so much more than you think it takes. Mm -hmm. And it's always a lot more intensive than you plan for. Like I've had clients who we've planned their entire launches and then they go off and execute it by themselves without my support. And then they come back and tell me, Chelsea, I should have followed the launch plan and wrote the stupid emails. Because in the middle of the launch, I'm writing emails and I'm like overwhelmed up to here. And I didn't follow the plan and I should have followed the plan. It always takes so much more than you think. And in so many ways, it's this is going to sound really bad. And I'm sorry. But in so many ways, it's like a tearing apart mm-hmm. of what you knew and remaking a whole new experience for yourself, for your people. And so that support is needed. (laughs) That support is really, really needed when you do it, when you do it by yourself. And I often recommend that people actually launch by themselves the first time. The reason why I recommend that is because you have no benchmarks before that. So unless you have the dollars to hire me to help you get those benchmarks, it's not an imperative that you do that. Mm -hmm. Launch by yourself for the first time. Watch my masterclass. Make sure you have the five things. Launch by yourself. Get the benchmarks, and then say, "Okay, now I need some help to optimize it." Yeah. Because now you know, like, what messaging your people responds to, right? Whether the webinar really converted or it did it, right? Like, you have information now upon which to act. When you don't have information, it's kind of hard for me to come in. And yes, I can help, but. I'm only helping you establish your foundation. So you can okay. you can do that by yourself and then I can come in and help you shore it up, you know? And be
0: so more I'll- effective use of your time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So
2: yeah. I, I recommend you launch by yourself the first time, but I'm also always for support because it's a very intensive process.
0: And and they and you know it's you can launch alone with Chelsea's video. Right? So you're not completely alone.
2: So you're not completely alone. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean you can follow me on Instagram too. You can always DM me questions. I always answer questions. You can leave comments on my videos. I'm here to support my community. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. So as we get towards the the tail end of this interview, which this you've you've shared so much value and thank you so much for that. I'd be I want to ask you just like a couple couple off the wall questions. Like what's a what's a book that you want to share on the air right now?
2: <laughs> a book. Hmm, I'll be honest. I'm not great at reading business books. <laughs> oh,
0: no, It doesn't have to. It could be a short story. It could be a children's book. It could be a, a fiction.
2: Oh, okay, so <laughs> I'll share a fiction one because I'm very much a fiction book nerd. Okay, like, I, like fantasy fiction. Yeah. Uh, that's my thing. So uh, The Firebird Chronicles by T.A. White. Just read it. That's it. <laughs> It's so good. So,
0: so good. You dropped out for like three seconds. The Firebird Chronicles by who?
2: By T.A. White.
0: T.A. White. Okay. Very good.
2: It's, it's good stuff.
0: Ooh, I'm going to read that too. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have uh, some story. And I believe that podcasting is all about storytelling. And yes. I believe that, that that's really important. So it's nice to nourish ourselves with imagination and imaginative fiction that's rather fiction. than only nonfiction all nope. the time.
2: I really, really find that if I haven't, like on weekends, I typically will read a book or two or three or four. (laughs) They replenish me to come back in the week. And I find Mm. to create a lot easier to write emails a lot more easily than if I hadn't done that. So, Mm -hmm.
0: And then uh, another off the wall question, who is someone out there that you want to amplify right now? You know, give him a shout out.
2: That is, (laughs) that's a complicated question because I could give you a whole list. But how many? Okay, so limit me. (laughs) How many do you want me to give?
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, if if we're being honest, like we have six minutes left in uh, uh, in the hour, so you could go on for six minutes, but um, it's not it's not at the, it's not like the people you don't mention aren't less worthy of your amplification, but you know, uh, uh, who, who comes into your heart? Like three people, let's say three.
2: I'm going to give you four.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Anything you could do five is fine.
2: <laughs> no, four is good. Okay. Um, my client, Natalie Taylor, she is brilliant at business, finance, and personal development. She has a corporate background, worked on wall street in finance and, uh, also a human capital development strategist background. And she, listen, she is a turnkey solution to anything. Like <laughs> okay. She is brilliant. Follow her at Natalie on Instagram. My dear friend Rita Olds, she is all the magic as a copywriter. If you are listening to this and you are a black woman, woman of color, She will set you straight on your copy, whether it's launch copy, whether you need like emails or your website done. Like, she is all the gold and so much more. My other friend, Anyo, she is an amazing organic marketing strategist. Like, if you are at a place where ads are not the best solution for you, if you've listened to us talk about the fact that ads only amplify what you have, and you're like, uh, I don't have much.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we need to go talk to Anio. He is at Northern Bee Marketing on Instagram. Oh, and Rita is at Rita Olds on Instagram. All right, so that's three, right? I said yeah. I was gonna give you four, and, and
0: we'll put those in the show notes.
2: Right, we will. I said I was going to give you four, but I think we'll go with three. Three feels good. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. That is so awesome. And that's the original goal with this is to get people on the air and to be on the air and to put out positivity through the airwaves. And so thank you for naming some powerful people. It sounds like you have a league of extraordinary ladies over there that are just like doing some amazing things.
2: I feel that way.
0: <laughs> and, and you're extraordinary, Chelsea. I'm so grateful for your time. Um, this is a little moment here where you can share anything that you'd like of parting words as we as we wrap up.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for this opportunity, listeners. Thank you for sticking around and listening. Like, let us know how this podcast was for you. You know, we want to find out these things. Any parting words, I really would say that. As much as a launch is an intensive experience, it can be filling. It can be something that you actually love and look forward to. And it's not gonna get that way overnight. It does take some investment from you, but we're here to play the long game. We're not here as like overnight success stories at all. And so you have space and grace to actually build a launch that you love. And it is possible. So be on the lookout for people who can help you make it possible. I'm one of them. There are others online, I'm sure. But trust, it's possible for you. It can happen. It will happen if you do the work.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And I mean, Chelsea, you gave so many incredible ideas for <laughs> podcasters. I was just like illuminating all, all this knowledge. So thank you so much for, for joining us. And I look forward to hopefully having you on the air again.
2: Sounds good. Have a good one. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Be On Air. I hope you enjoyed it and are now one step closer to turning on your mic and broadcasting your message to the world. Are you ready to start your own podcast and amplify your brand? Or are you struggling to get your show in front of engaged audiences? I can help you on your broadcasting journey. Get in touch with me and apply for a strategy session if you want to discuss your podcast idea. You can reach me at www podcast-farm.com. I'm on all the social media. Until next time, my friends, I'm Kaylee Marks. Thanks for tuning in to Be On Air.